The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and video teachings, visit mountainpark.org. The point that I want to make here, that's been clearly made, perhaps overly made, is that Christmas is fun. Christmas is fun. I mean, Christmas is a time I remember... I remember when I was a kid uh, going into my mom's closet and checking out the gifts before they were wrapped. That was fun. I mean, I don't know what my mom was thinking, thinking uh, that would be a real safe place for that. I remember playing Berserk for Atari 2600. I was actually pretty good at the game before I even got it on Christmas morning. That's pretty cool. Christmas is fun. We've got parties to go to. Sometimes there's parties overlapping with parties, and we have to leave one party in order to go to another party. And that second party wasn't as good as the first party. We have this big dilemma over which party to continue to go to. Christmas is perhaps the time where you open up a present from your aunt, and you have to pretend that you like it. That's fun. You have to. You know, this is the one time a year where you get to wear that 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 sweater. Just one time of the year where you get to wear that, or a, or a, a, like a blue jacket or something like that. It's the one time of the year where you get to wear this stuff. I grew up in Canada, and I know many of you grew up in places where there was snow. And the way I remember it, January is cold and bitter and fierce, and December is just white and beautiful. The whole Christmas experience of of snow is just beautiful. It's January. That's when it starts to hurt. That's when it starts to get cold. Christmas is just, Christmas is a time to, to give, and it's fun to give. Christmas is a time to receive, and I don't care what they say, it's fun to receive. And you guys get to receive here this afternoon. Uh, on your way out, we are going to give you a copy of <clears throat> Track Record Volume 2. We did one of these a little over a year ago, Track Record Volume 1, seven songs that were from our band, songs, worship songs that we are going to be uh, looking at this year. We're going to be kind of studying them and, and embracing them and creating a track record with these songs as part of our worship experience. And these are brand new. We just have them ready. And you can get them on your way out. It'll cost you, though. It'll cost you one marshmallow. So that's our way of helping us clean up a little bit. So you pick up a marshmallow, and then you can get one of these. And if you could, try to do just one per adult so that, to make sure we have enough for everybody else. Uh, uh, kind of a fun story with these track record things. We had a little mix-up with the shipping, and so we weren't sure exactly when they were going to come in. They came in today at 1 p.m. Today. So we were pretty excited to be able to have them available. It's kind of a miracle on 24th Street. Okay. It's very... No, it truly happened, though. It truly happened. 1 o'clock is when the, the truck pulled up, and we got those today. So Christmas is fun. Christmas is also a time where we get this natural break in the rhythm of life, that at work, we get a few days off, we get a little bit of a break there, just kind of a little bit of a breather. If you're in, if you're in college, the, you finish the final exams, and then you get a little bit of a break as you go into the second semester. If you're in uh, high school or middle school, you don't have any homework over the Christmas break, because if you do, then it was only a mean teacher who did that, and you don't need to de- do homework if it's from a mean teacher. That's what your parents will say. Your pastor says that anyway. Uh, you get a break over the, over the Christmas time. Christmas is also at this unique time of the year. It's at the end of the year. Christmas would feel very different if it was in August. So we have this as a, as a way to kind of look back on the year, it's a time to reflect on what 2010 has been. 
It's just, it's just a, Christmas is fun. It's a break. It's a time to reflect. If you were here with us last Christmas Eve, we took, a, took the time to invite you to what we call the whole shebang. You might remember we had a, a movie trailer with the low voice, the whole shebang. And I've been accused by a couple people for taking Christmas Eve to be a big advertisement. <laughs> That's exactly what it was, actually. Precisely. I prefer the word invitation, though. It was an invitation to come and be a part of God's grand story, to, to learn more about it and to become a part of it. And uh, so uh, I thought since this was Christmas, it's the end of the year, it's kind of a reflection on 2010, I thought it would be appropriate to reflect on how the whole shebang has gone uh, this past year, whether you were part of it or not. It's actually been a, a tremendous year, a number of stories. I've been really encouraged by story after story of folks who have, who have chosen to enter into the story and say, wow, this whole God thing is not just something I get to decide if I believe in that's over here. It's something I get to be part of. A guy named Brian is a co-owner and manager of, of his business. And he hadn't gone to church regularly his, his whole life. But he stumbled into the whole shebang and started coming on a regular basis. In the fall of this year, we did a section of it called The Unwritten, where we see where our unwritten story is part of God's overall story. And we did what we call D-groups as a part of that series. D-groups are doing life together. You get together with uh, eight to ten folks, and you just kind of process through this stuff. And this is, what he, uh, this is what he wrote me in an email explaining the situation. He says, the spiritual gifts analysis questionnaire that I completed in the group, the D group, indicated that my strengths lie in service, assistance, and meeting the needs, the practical needs of others. Leadership, however, was not one of my gifts or strengths, a fact that I had become painfully aware of and knew deep down inside. But leadership is often thought of as the ultimate goal of any successful business person, and this had become what was expected of me. This is not, however, how God created me. So here's a guy taking the courageous observation to say, this is what everyone expects of me, but that's not who I am. That's not how God wired me. It's not God, how God created me. God created me to be in service to others. So we quit his job, and now he's in the process of saying, okay, God, I want to enter into my unwritten story with you. I've also um, learned recently about Lonnie's story. Lonnie was deeply challenged by something we have consistently talked about on the whole shebang and the value of family, that we are to prioritize our marriage relationship even over and above our roles as moms and dads. And so Lonnie is as, uh, part of a, of, a, of a blended family of seven, and her husband is an officer in the military, and they knew that he had one more deployment in his, in his responsibility. And, but they weren't sure exactly when it would come. In September of this year, they learned that, that, would, that it was going to start on January 2nd. It was going to be for the whole year of 2011. In addition to that, her husband needed to go to Germany for the month of November in order to train and prepare for this one, month, for this one year deployment in 2011. So, Lonnie was faced with a difficult dilemma. Does she make the safe choice and stay with her kids and do her job and do kind of the regular thing, let her husband go to Germany and then not see him for all of 2011? Or does she make the dangerous choice, 
figure out how to continue to love her kids and have them taken care of and, uh, while she's gone so that she could do a courageous move and spend the, the month with her husband in Germany. She chose to go to Germany and, and, and try this out. And so she writes about it. We spent that month just being married without children. We had no car, just a roof over our head and food to eat. He trained and I worked during the week. On weekends, we traveled on trains and lived out of our backpack. We shared conversations about life, our children, and where we were going after this deployment. We knew we loved each other, but we rediscovered just how much fun we have together and that we really liked being each other's best friend. The gift of November is what she calls it. The gift of November was just what we needed to prioritize our marriage. I am not looking forward to 2011. But I have full confidence that this year has not only prepared us, but transformed us into a stronger, more faithful family unit. That's something to celebrate. That's a big deal. And then there's Michael. He's in his mid-40s. He's a, a professional businessman, and he hasn't gone to church since he was in his teenage years. That just wasn't a part of his journey. wasn't a part of his story at all. In December of last year, he got a DUI, and his life was starting to spiral out of control a little bit. And he ended up stumbling into Mountain Park for a Christmas Eve celebration last year when we advertised and invited folks to come to the whole shebang. He figured, what do I have to lose? So he came and he started to enter into God's story that way. And he started to get consistently, week after week, learning more about God's story. Eventually, he got his own recovery from uh, uh, his, his addiction. He addressed that. Then he moved into being a sponsor for several other men. Now he has moved into a leadership role where he is leading a men's group to help other guys in recovery. He said to me this week as we were talking about it, he said, I am forever grateful to God for inviting me into his story this year. It's been a good year. It's good, been a good year. Many people have been super excited about the baby that we have come here this afternoon to celebrate. That baby grew up to be the Messiah, the one who transforms lives. Just a couple other things we had here in this room that just this week, other people who are excited about God's story. We had a group of uh, six guys, Dean and Zach and Glenn and Mark and uh, Jim and Paul have spent enormous hours here in this room upgrading our audio and visual stuff, transforming this room in preparation for our celebration this afternoon, all with smiles on their faces. We didn't hire union guys to do all the work. It's our folks who said, I want to help. I want to be a part of it. Let me give you one more example. Last week, we uh, uh, went into our annual Christmas outreach offering. Twice a year, once around Easter, once around Christmas, we take up an offering and then we just... Every dollar that comes in goes outside of these walls to bless other folks. And our goal, if you were here, was $50,000. Now, keeping in mind where our economy is right now and the, the status of our, of our world, I've been pretty excited about the total, about what you guys gave last week. $76,000. Way to go. Way to go. 
That's awesome. All that is going to go outside of these walls to bless other folks. We met with the missions team met this week, and they were so excited. They were dancing. They turned on the music and the disco ball. It was great. So excited about this because there's other dreams that we have. One possibility that we're looking into next year is teaming up with an organization called uh, Feed My Starving Children. And if we connect with them and we do this deal, we could feed over 100,000 kids next year as a part of our journey. We're just excited about how God wants to continue to use us to bless other people. And I think this stuff happens, these stories. I think this happens because God has been feeding us here in this community, in this place in 2010. God has been feeding us with his presence and his power and his wisdom I personally have felt that. So we're embracing the whole shebang, and we want to be a part of it. So here I want to take this year's Christmas Eve to inform you what the plan is for 2011. We're pretty thrilled about the plan, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to, uh, to let you know what it is. We're going to do it once again in the form of a movie trailer. So here's the plan for 2011. From the people who brought you Titanic, Avatar. Oh, who are we kidding? We had nothing to do with those cinematic forays. But we did bring you the whole shebang. Comes a new genre of motion picture. This is not some revamp, rehashed, refurbished, worn-out sequel adaptation of a long-forgotten and overtold hand-me-down I've heard this before tale. Oh no. This is completely different than all that sameness, yet entirely separate from differentness. This is something so fresh, so alpha, so alive with the newness of the first spring shoots of creation that it will shake the very ground on which you believe you stand. This is the whole shebang. There you go. It's completely different from all that sameness. Uh -uh. We're going to go after the whole shebang again. We're going to, you know, in 2010, we really just scratched the surface of God's overall story. We just kind of just touched on it. And so we're going to go a little bit deeper here this year. And uh, it's subtitled, Whole Shebang to Getting into Character. And so there's kind of a double entendre with this phrase, getting into character. What we're going to do is look at the main characters in God's story. We're going to go through the same seven sections, the Exodus, the Exile, the Messiah, the Revolution, etc. And we're going to look at the main characters through each of those parts of the story. But then also the second meaning of it is we are going to ask God throughout this whole journey, this year, we're going to ask God, God, how do you want to impact, move, evolve, alter, overhaul, tweak my character? God, in what way do you want to transform my character? We've got opportunities to change any part of our life here in this world. We can go online. We can get a Kindle book. We can find some kind of professional, some kind of side uh, job where somebody's willing to take our money to help us out in some area. We can learn how to play the piano. We can learn how to 
how to color. We can learn how to, how to paint. We can change the color of our skin, color of our hair, color of our teeth. We can change the size of our body parts, upper or lower, whatever we want. We've got so many opportunities to change things, fix things. Where do we go if we want to improve our character? What medical profession is targeting the improvement of our character? 2,000 years ago, there was a baby who was born. God came to this earth. God became flesh and changed the world. He, he didn't just come so that we could uh, get our ticket punched and we could be relabeled saved. He came so that we would be transformed. He is so interested in, our, in what happens inside us in our heart that our heart would become His. He is so interested in transforming our character. So as an act of worship, this year we're going to say, God, in what way do you want to work on my character this year? So here's the deal. There's a Christmas special that's happening this afternoon. You can get a season pass for the whole shebang too for free. For the whole thing. Right. You can come every Sunday, you can come some, you can come in our midweeks uh, gatherings where our, our D groups are going after this for free. Where else are you going to get that? Okay, so anyway, this, we just want to invite you to take this journey with us. And you know what? It has nothing to do with Mountain Park. I really don't care whether you come to this place. What I care about, if you're interested in what I care about, what I care about is that you would have an encounter with the living God. If you're visiting from out of town, whatever, I'm so glad that you're here. May you have an encounter in 2011 with the living God who has an amazing story that he wants you to be part of. If this story is true, in just a few moments we're going to read from Luke chapter 2 and this baby was born and there were the angels and there were the shepherds. It's just an incredible story. If that story is true and that little baby grew up to be the Messiah, then that Reality should have an impact on my life. It should have some effect on my character. That's what I want. That's what I want for me this year. That's what I want for us. Is we would say, God, how do you want your story to impact my character? And I am stoked about taking that journey with you, with you guys this year. At this time, I want to invite the ushers to come down. We're going to take up an offering if you are visiting with us or this is your first time or from out of town or whatever, please, please don't feel like you need to participate in this. This is an opportunity for those of us who call Mountain Park our church home to continue to invest in transformed lives. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? God, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you, God. We worship you this afternoon as we celebrate the fun and the break, and the beauty of Christmas, we worship you, God. We are thankful for 2010 as we reflect on who you are and what you've done this year. We are thankful for the untold stories. Only you know all the different ways that people have been touched by your presence here this year. We are thankful for that, God, and we pray for 2011. Would you bless and, and, uh, and touch our journey here this year that we would connect with you and so, Father, now we come like the Magi. We come. We come and we bring our gift and we present it to the King in worship of you. In Jesus' name we pray.